Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Burning Fight, your go-to podcast for everything in Japanese wrestling every week, dropping on whatever day that I am able to. Um, as always, I'm your host on Yellow DeAngelis. I am really excited to be here again this week. Shout out to the Genuine Wrestle Boys for setting this up as always. Shout out to Jordan, shout out to Kev, Wendy, Walter, the whole gang, Jenna, Corp. All that good stuff. This was a really, really good week for Japanese wrestling. I mean, just we are in tournament season. It feels like we've been in tournament season all year, but we are in tournament season, and that is always incredibly exciting. So let's just start right now. Monday, September 6th, Pro Wrestling Noah announced the debut of Noah the Universal, which is a new series which will air on Wrestle Universe, specifically produced for international fans. What's really interesting about this show, we'll get into the results later, but there's two matches taped in Mexico featured on the card. So we're getting a little bit of blend there, and uh, hopefully we can have some more crossovers soon. Noah also held a show in Shinjuku Face. The full results saw Junta Miyawaki and Kenya Okada defeating Kai Fujimura, Fujimura and Yasutaka Yano. Mohamed Yone defeated Ikuto Hidaka. Manabu Soya defeated Shuhei Taniguchi, also known as Kintani, for whatever reason. Hayata Sekiyoshioka and Yuya Susumu, also known as the Faction Stinger, defeated Sushi Katoge, Daisuke Harada, and Hajime Ohara, also known as Momonization. And in the main event, in what I thought was Really just a remarkable match. So this was a special prologue episode for the M1 victory. Essentially, they've just been building up the, the uh, tournament. Well, I guess for those of you who don't know, the N1 victory is Noah's equivalent of the Champion Carnival, the Five Star Grand Prix, or the G1 Climax Fire Festival. Every company has their round-robin tournament. So they've been building up the tournament with a lot of really just incredible tags. And I'll start throwing out some ratings this show as well, since I was able to actually watch everything. But so you have the team of Keno, Kotaro Suzuki, Masa Kitamiya, and Takashi Sugira defeating the team of Akatoshi Saito, Daiki Inaba, Kaito Kiyomiya, and Katsuhiko Nakajima in an eight-man elimination tag match. Something I thought was funny is Saito's the first one eliminated, and he's the only one that goes over the top rope. Which essentially protects him. I don't know why you wouldn't protect the other seven guys, but I digress. I thought this match was really just incredible. It goes 54 minutes. I do like long matches, um, especially when they're in Noah for some reason. Something about the pacing of Noah matches really, really gets me. This is one of the hardest, stiffest matches of the year. The final 15, 20 minutes between Keno, Sugiura, um, Kiyomiya, Nakajima is just some of the year's best tag team wrestling that you'll see. So I highly recommend that one. You can check it out on Wrestle Universe. Now then, got to find my place again. Sorry, I'm working off a document. Dragon Gate held its third Stormgate tour in Yokohama, Hodagaya, Kakaido. The full results saw Dragon Dia, Jason Lee, and La Estrella, also known as Masquerade, defeat Funky Jack Kamei, Genki Horiguchi, and Susumu Yokosuka, also known as Natural Vibes. So I don't think I talked about this last time, but Dragon Gate is a heavily faction-based company, meaning that much like New Japan, everyone's in a faction for the most part. However, the factions actually mean something in this company because any faction warfare doesn't really mean shit anymore in New Japan. I feel like just like a lot of things don't really mean shit anymore in New Japan. But we have high, uh, high end. We have natural vibes. We have R.E.D. Red, Pox, former stable for any uh, Neville fans out there. Masquerade. Um, a lot of cool groups. So Ho Ho Lun 
and Naruki Doi defeated Ultimo Dragon and Yasushi Kanda. Ben K, Keisuke uh, Okoda, and Masaaki Mochizuki defeated BB Hulk, Kai, and Hayo. Kota Minora and Shun Skywalker defeated Kin, Shimitsu, and Yuti. And in the main event, Dragon Kid, Kagatora, Strong Machine J, and Yamato defeated D Inferno, Diamante, Ita, and Kaito Ishida. Now in New All Japan. All Japan Pro Wrestling's Koji Iwamoto has tested positive for COVID-19. Ryuki Honda and Shuji Ishikawa have been deemed in close contact, and all three men will miss All Japan shows on September 7th in Karakan Hall, September 10th in Shimani, and September 12th in Fukuoka. The trio most recently teamed against Chima, Kaz Hayashi, and Minoru Tanaka at Gleet Show on September 1st in Shinjuku Face. Due to also being deemed in close contact with Iyamoto, Gleet has actually elected to cancel its upcoming show on September 11th in Osaka, and I think that's the smart move. I think a lot of companies have taken unnecessary risks during the pandemic. Obviously, they need to run, they need to have revenue, they need to make money, but it's always comforting to see a company take care of their own, their audience themselves before pushing forward, right? And now Kyushu Pro. I thought this show was fantastic. Nothing super, super standout, but my God, it's just a solid UWF style show. So uh, a little bit of background on Kyushu Pro. It was founded by Ryota Chikuzen in 2008, immediately after he left the Kaintai Dojo. Kyushu Pro has its own wrestling school, and it only runs a few shows a year with guest participation from pretty well-known freelancers. They held a show at Nishitetsu Hall, with 135 people in attendance in Fukuoka, and all the matches were again fought under UWF rules. Yuko Sakaguchi from DDT defeated Kodai Nozaki, 3.25 stars. Manabu Hara defeated Tetsuya Itsuchi, 3.25 stars. Masashi Takeda from Freedoms defeated Shuri Joe, another 3.25 stars. And Daisuke Nakamura and Hitamaru Sasaki went to a 20-minute time limit draw. I thought this was a remarkable UWF Rules main event. Uh, four stars for that one. Highly recommend. Stardom held their 10th five-star Grand Prix show in Karakan Hall to an audience of 471 fans. It's incredible how much the quote-unquote sister company of New Japan has superseded New Japan as the number one company in their brand. Like, it's just remarkable, really, and I'm all here for it. So, the full results for the show saw Unagi Sayaka defeating Waka Tsukiyama uh, for the star Future of Stardom title. Unagi makes another defense, her third so far. I did not like this match at all. Waki Tsukiyama comes from Actress Girls following the path of Mei Sakurai. What am I thinking? Mei Sakurai? Right? That's who's in? Yes. Um, both elected to come over to stardom. They apparently hit up... Um, God. Oh my God. What's his name? Rossi. God damn. Sorry. Had a brain fart right there. Um, I thought this was pretty awful match. I think Unagi still has a lot of work to do. I think that her talent does not equal her push. Um, I think Mina Shirakawa is the better up-and-comer, especially in Cosmic Angels. I'm assuming that Tsukiyama as well, since Sakurai already joined Cosmic Angels, that Tsukiyama will probably join as well. That remains to be seen. Uh, Saya Kamatani defeated Ruaka. Momo Watanabe defeated Fukigen Death. Hamenka defeated Natsupoi, so I'll say Saya Kamatani versus Ruaka, two and a half stars. Momo Watanabe versus Fukigen Death, two stars. Hameka defeating Natsupoi, three and a half stars. Julia defeating Minashirakawa, 3.25 stars. Koguma defeats Starlight Kid, three and a half stars. Konami defeats Suri, four stars. And Takumi Iroha defeats Tam Nakano, 3.75 stars. As of this show, Starlight Kid and Konami were leading their blocks with seven and eight points, respectively. Believe it or not, somehow when I did my bracket for this, um, I had Starlight Kid and Konami in the finals. So that was very comforting for me. Gato Move held their Chaco Pro 152 event. The event saw John Shiri go to a time limit draw with Masahiro Takanashi. Antonio Honda, Balian Aki, and Hagane Shinou defeated Chi Koshikawa, Mei Suruga, and Tokiko Kirahara. And in the main event, Makoto went to a time limit draw with Yuna Mitsumori. I like Chaco Pro. I think their matches can go a little bit long sometimes, especially for the environment. 
which isn't a drawback. That's not a negative, but I just think that if you're going to go long on a match, do it once on a show. I remember it was one of their one-of-a-kind tag league shows, and I think we had like two 30-minute draws or something along those lines, and that's just a lot. And a draw can go one of two ways. It can be really great, like Suri versus Utami Hayashita, uh, Hayashita. Or it can go this way where you're kind of like, okay, they're just going to a draw. And that's not always exciting. Now we move to Tuesday, September 7th. New Japan announced all of the cards for the G1 Climax 31 tournament. Notable days with matches are September 18th. We have Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. Potential, uh, I would say that was the best B-block match from last year. We also have the rematch of Tomohiro Ishii taking on Shingo Takagi. If that's less than five stars, I will be surprised. September 19th, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kajutsuka Okada. September 23rd, we have Kota Ibushi versus Tomohiro Ishii. On September 26th, potentially the most stacked day of the tournament, Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr., which is a match that I'm not sure if we've gotten before in a singles, and I'm really, really excited for this. Shingo Takagi versus Tetsuya Naito in another, I believe, first-time singles match. The former top IWGP champion versus the newest IWGP champion in the same faction. I feel like whoever wins this one might have bragging rights as the leader of Los Ingobernables. And finally, Kenta and Ishii in a rematch of their never-open-weight feud from a couple years back. I remember uh, Kenta got pretty concussed in one of those matches, so I'm hoping that we can get a better outing this time. On October 3rd, we have Kota Ibushi and Shinko Takage, and Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. And then on October 13th, we have Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi. It's only like five, six days that I even said out of the 19, so you can tell that this G1 Climax tournament is severely lacking this year. Now I want to talk about the final days of the tournament, which are usually October 18th and October 20th. Typically, you can tell who will be making the finals, or at the very least, slated for a potential finals position based upon the matchups for the final day. So on October 18th in the Yokohama Budokan, we have Tonga Loa versus Zack Sabre Jr. So I guess Zack Sabre Jr. is out of the running. Shingo Takagi versus Yujiro Takahashi. I don't think Shingo's going to the finals. Tomohiro Ishii versus Toru Yano. Greto Khan versus Tetsuya Naito. Kenta versus Kota Ibushi. I think the deciding matches will be the Kenta and Ibushi and Okan versus Naito matches. I think we'll see one of those two heading to the finals for A Block. And then October 20th in the Nippon Budokan, we have Hiroki, Hiroki Goto versus Tamatonga. Nope. Chase Owens versus Yoshihashi. Definitely not. Tanahashi versus Taichi. Evil versus Sonata. Jeff Cobb versus Kazuchika Okada. If I had to pick two of those matches, I'm going to guess Evil and Sonata again, which was just the fucking worst match. I am so fucking over Evil. I really cannot overstate it enough. I think that a really cool final could be Shingo versus Cobb. You know, I think a cool final could be Naito versus Cobb. I think realistically Okada wins the tournament and maybe we get Okada versus Naito in the finals and Okada gets that win back. So, like I said, there's the potential of the Shingo Cobb finals. I think that what makes it interesting is if Shingo wins the G1, he could challenge Will Ospreay for the supposed undisputed IWGP heavyweight title. As always, though, the match order for the final two days will be determined by match standings, so at least they hide it that way. Also announced by New Japan are the dates for the Best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League, which will run concurrently from November 13th to December 15th, with a total of 22 events in basically a month. That is fucking egregious. Again, it's just, I don't know what New Japan is doing this year, but it's almost as though every single business decision they've made is sucked so much. Like... This company is just fucking nosedived over the past year. Finally, on the U.S. side of things, again, I can't believe U.S. New Japan is somehow doing better. Alex Zane, Chris Bay, Jake Atlas, and Jonathan Gresham have all been announced for the October Strong tapings, making this the must-watch show of New Japan now. Whoever had U.S. New Japan again outperforming Japan, New Japan, on their bingo cards this year, congratulations. All Japan held a show in Karakun Hall. The full results saw, and this was the first of the Summer Deluxe series. I've been able to watch all the shows. Like I said, I pretty much got to see 
everything from this past week, and I'm really stoked about that. So first, we had Francesco Akira defeating Rising Hayato. Good, solid opener between these two. Francesco Akira, Atsuki, Aoyaki, and Rising Hayato are all three to keep your eyes on. 3.25 stars. Takayo Amori defeated Kikutaro, who was his surprise opponent. Black Mensore and Kohi Saito defeated Dantamura and Hikaru Saito. We gave that one 2.7 or 2.25. Hokuto Amori, Jake Lee, Tajiri, and Yusuke Kodama, also known as Totally Eclipse, defeated Jun Saito, Rei Saito, Ryoma Sukumoto, and Yoshitatsu. 2.25 stars. Now, getting into the meat of it. L. Lindemann and T-Hawk defeated Itsunagi and Zeus for the All-Asia Tag Team Championships, ending their reign in an impressive 388 days with six successful defenses. Shugi defeated Atsuki Aoyagi, defending his World Junior Heavyweight Championship for the first time. And then in the main event, Shitaro Ashino and Suwama, now known as Runaway Suplex, which is just an awesome tag team name, defeated Next Stream, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi for the World Tag Team Championships, ending their reign at four defenses in 248 days. Following the juniors match, Shugi was challenged by Yusuke Kadama. Um, All of Japan also announced the dates for its real world tag league, and I just want you to notice the fucking difference in this. First off, New Japan's juniors was three days granted it was just a um elimination style tournament however still that's something especially for this year for best of the super juniors there is no reason to have two 10 person blocks there's no reason to even have two five person blocks just do a goddamn eight man 16 man tournament whatever you can it limits the days we don't need 22 events so as i was saying the real world tag league will go from november 13th to december 5th there will be seven events. That's a perfect number. That's all we need. The Real World Tag League show on November 23rd in Edion Arena Osaka will also serve as Zeus's 15th anniversary show, so hopefully we get a pretty awesome main event for that. Now, over to Zero One and probably what's some of the biggest news from this week. Oki Okadata and Shinjiro Tani held a press conference to announce that Zero One has ceased its working relationship with Gleet due to alleged contact contract tampering involving Hayato Tamura. So I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but Hayato Tamura was the 0-1 champion at the beginning of this year. He lost to Masato Tanaka in January, but that's a pretty significant role within the company. However, Hayato Tamura hasn't worked for 0-1 since I believe the end of May, if not earlier, and he's been working exclusively with Gleet. So it felt like something was up, and now we can see. So... After Tamura left Just Tap Out in January to become a freelancer, Okadata said Zero One signed a memorandum of understanding with Alpha Japan Promotion, Tamura's agency. Later, Okadata explained he received a message that Tamura had entered negotiations with Glate to join the promotion in a full-time capacity. After that, Tamura stopped all communication with Zero One. Okadata said Glate president and CEO Hiroyuki Suzuki confirmed the mutual interest between Glate and Tamura, but Suzuki also called Tamura's behavior wrong and unreasonable. Okadata compared the situation to a person pulling a knife on someone who had been a good friend. As a result of ceasing its working relationship with Glate, Zero One has stripped L. Lindemann of the Zero One International Junior Heavyweight title and Zero One World Junior Heavyweight title. Otani apologized to L. Lindemann and Suzuki, as well as Sima, Issei, Onitsuka, and T-Hawk, all of whom have been wrestling in Zero One this past year, and thanks Soma Watanabe, Takanori Ito, and Yui Zuka for also competing in Zero One. So now, the winner of Zero One's Tenka Ichi Jr. Tournament, the semifinals, which were Fuminori Abe versus Hide Kubota and Yuta Miyawaki versus Shoki Kitamura, um, will take place at Zero One's show on September 9th in Shinkiba First Ring, and whoever wins the tournament will also become the new Zero One International and World Junior Heavyweight Champion. While Okadada never specified when Tamura stopped communicating with Zero One, again, he last wrestled for the company on May 30th, and then he debuted with Gleet on June 14th, so it seems like something could have happened between then. However, what I have to be wondering is that typically we'd expect, okay, well, Tamura's just going to be with Gleet now, but this doesn't look good for Tamura on either side, especially making Lindemann lose his title, and obviously Stronghearts being... The focal point of Glate 
I don't think that this will bode well for Tamura. Maybe it will, especially with his recent association with Ryuchi Kawakami, the top heel in Glate. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tamura if we see him again in Glate. Now over to Wednesday, September 8th. Junior heavyweight champion Robbie Eagles has been announced for the New Japan Strong Autumn Attack tapings in the U.S. on September 25th and 26th. This is a smart move as the juniors are not featured on the G1 Tour. Also an update on Taiji Ishimori's GCW debut, he will be facing former Ring of Honor TV champion and gatekeeper of the independence, Tony Deppin. That should be a phenomenal match. I think that Deppin can go, absolutely. I think something that he's kind of limited by at times is the skills of his competitors because he works with people of all sorts of varying skill levels, right? But for him to work with one of the top juniors in the world, Taiji Ishimori, this is going to be a real show for Depp and his match with Dragon Lee this past year at Ring of Honor was great. I have no doubt this will be as well. Dragon Gate held its fourth Stormgate 2021 tour in Karakin Hall. The full results saw Hoho Lun and Takashi Yoshida um, defeat Problem Dragon and Yosuke Santa Maria. Dragon Kid, Keisuke Okuda, and Noriku Doi defeated BB Hulk, Hayo, and Kaito Ishida. Jason Lee, oh, and I'll say this, that last match was three stars. Jason Lee and Kota Minora defeated Kagatora and opened the Dreamgate champion Yamato. Kota Minora pinned Yamato, thus inserting himself into the triple threat, now fatal four-way elimination match to become number one contender for opening the Dreamgate. I thought this was a remarkable tag match. 3.75 stars from me, nearly hitting that level of true greatness. Um, the final stretches between Minora and Yamato really made Minora feel like a future star. This guy has that sort of Kanosuke, uh, Takashita aura and vibe going to him. I think he's someone that you can absolutely build your company around. So I think they're really doing this. Uh, sorry, I had something in my throat. They're doing this Kota Minora push really well. Also, if you didn't know, Kota Minora actually went to the finals of King of Gate, which is, again, their G1. So, and I'm not sure if it was always the plan because Ben K and Naruki Doi, due to COVID-related reasons, had to drop out of their blocks. So... Kota Minora actually went, I believe, 4-0 or 5-0, and uh, he lost to KZ in the finals, but everything was great. I mean, really, it was all great matches by Kota Minora. After that, Don Fuji, Ultimo Dragon, and Yusushi Kanda defeated Funky Jack Kamei, Punch Tominaga, and UT, Strong Machine G, Strong Machine J, and the newly debuting Strong Machine K defeated Genki Horiguchi, King Shimitsu, and Susumu Yokosuka. This set up and opened the Twin Gate Championship match on September 20th, which will be Shimitsu's and Yokosuka's second defense of the titles. Dia Inferno, Diamante, and Ita defeated Dragon Dia, La Estrella, and Shun Skywalker. Uh, seems like they're just exchanging wins back and forth at this point throughout the tour. And in the main event... Kota Minora defeated Benkei Kai and Masaaka Mochizuki to be the new number one contender. The match will take place on September 20th in Oda City General Gymnasium. Also on the 20th is an open the Triangle Gate title match with Dragon Dia, Jason Lee, and Lai Estrella defending against Ita, Hayo, and Kaito Ishida. So we can see that that masquerade in red feud is sort of culminating here. Will it ever actually culminate? Who knows? Um, another note that I thought was really special about this main event is Kai was eliminated by Ben K, but Masaaki Mochizuki was eliminated in a really brilliant fashion by Minora. He decided to team up with Mochizuki and he was like, hit your move, hit your move. So Mochizuki goes to do a springboard attack. Minora turns on him and knocks him out over the top rope. After that, we probably got a good seven, eight minutes of just Ben K versus Minora. Minora submitted Ben K. So in one night, Kota Minora pinned Yamato, submitted Penke, and eliminated Mas Masaaki Mochizuki. Three open the Dreamgate champions. If that's not a push, I don't know what is, but that's how you should do a push. Pro Wrestling Noah debuted the first episode of Noah the Universal. Also, I should note the main reason you should be watching these shows is the English commentary team of Mark Pickering and Stuart Fulton, arguably the great bestest said great and bestest, best and greatest commentary team in professional wrestling right now. The event saw Kai Fujimura defeat Yasu, uh, Yasutaka Yano, 
Kaito Kiyomiya and Masata Kitamiya defeated Hayo and Nio. Kataro Suzuki, Nosawa Rongai, and Yohei defeated Itsushi Katoge, Daisuke Hirata, and Yunta Miyawaka. And then from Mexico, Dick Angelo, 3G, Fulgore 1, and Toxin defeated Aster Boy, Freelance, and Puma de Oro. DMT Azul and Puma King de, uh, versus El Hio del Wagner Jr. and Galeno del Mal went to a no contest. And in the main event, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Keno went to a 30-minute time limit draw with Naomi Chi, Marafuji, and Takashi Sugiura. Another four-star match. Just phenomenal wrestling by all four of these men. I don't think I could ever get sick of the upper mid-card main event scene of Noah fighting each other unless it involves Keiji fucking Mudo. All Japan. And surprisingly good news relating to COVID. Ryuki Honda and Shuji Ishikawa have both tested negative and will return to in-ring action on September 16th. The junior heavyweight title match between Shugi and Yusuke Kadama has been announced for the September 21st show at Karakun Hall. Ice Ribbon held their Peace Party at 89 event at the dojo to an audience of 41. The event saw Itsuki Aoki defeat Saran. Suzu Suzuki and Yapi defeated Chi Otsura and Fekla. Tsukishi Haruka defeated Momo Kogo. Asahi and Rina Shingaki defeated Natsumi and Totoro Satsuki. Now on to Thursday, September 9th. Zero One held their Tenkaichi Junior Tournament Finals at Shinkiba First Ring. The full results saw Shoki Kitamura defeating Junta Miyawaki in a semifinal event, and Fuminori Abe defeating Hide Kubota in another semifinal event. Junya Matsunaga and Sugataka Saito defeated, or Sato defeated Genta Hiriki and Setsuki Nagayo. Hortley Jackson and Takafumi defeated Chris Weiss and Yoshikatsu Yokoyama. Masato Tanaka and Takuya Sugawara defeated Riki Fuji and Shinjiro Otani. Andy Wu and Kiyo Osaka defeated Arata and Takumi Baba. And in the finals, our man Fuminori Abe, most outstanding wrestler of the year, defeated Shoki Kitamura. Also, quick aside, I don't know what's happening with Takuya Sugawara. He won the 0-1 Fire Festival, their round-robin tournament, defeated Otani in the finals. There's been no rumblings of a Takashi Sugiura 0-1 title defense against Sugawara. I don't know if that'll even happen or if Sugawara just gets the sword. That's what you get when you win the tournament. But it'll be interesting to see. I really wasn't impressed with what I saw from Sugawara throughout the tournament. Um, if you didn't get a chance to check out any of it, definitely check out Fuminori Abe versus Masato Tanaka. 4.75 star match. One of the matches of the year. Cannot recommend it enough. Woo, had to grab some water real quick. We're talking today, baby. We are talking a lot. So... After defeating Kitamura in the finals, Abe said he hopes to defend the titles against Shinjiro Tani in Karakun Hall. Um, so that will be set up, thankfully. Shinjiro Tani versus Fuminori Abe is another match of the year contender. Zero One's next show in the venue is on September 19th, so we can expect it to happen then. Zero One rookie Ryo Hoshino, who only debuted in July, has suffered a torn anterior cruciate ligament in his right knee and is expected to be out of action for approximately one year, something you never like to hear about, especially, I don't want to say especially, but in the case of the Young Lions, these people are just starting their careers. You don't know what sort of long-term ramifications this can have on mental health, physical health, emotional health, everything. And so best of recovery to them. Glade held a press conference to announce a new signing, Yukari Hosokawa, formerly known as Rinrin in Gauto Move. So that's pretty big for Gauto Move. Um, Daichi Hashimoto will also debut at the upcoming show on October 9th against Yu Itsuka in the main event. Hoping that is a UWF rules show because that would be way better than a pro wrestling match between the two. Daichi Hashimoto had a really good sort of UWF style rules match against Takuya Nomura. When like six minutes was just incredible. Had one of the gnarliest finishers of the year with just this incredible head kick. Now it's time for the freaking weekend, baby. Friday, September 10th. All Japan held a show in Shimani. The four results saw Jun Saito defeating Ryoma Tsukamoto. To uh, three stars. I, I'm loving this crop of young lions in all Japan. I really enjoy the Saito brothers. Sukamoto feels far ahead of his um, his uh, experience. So three stars. Itsuki Aoyagi defeated Francesco Akira and Tajiri. This would have been a great match without Tajiri. 2.75 stars. Itsunagi and Zeus defeated Rei Saito and Takayo Omori. 2.75 stars again. 
And Carbel Ito, Saigo Tachibana, and Yoshitatsu once again defended their All Japan TV six-man tag team titles. Or no, they first defended them against these guys. Almighty Inoue, Black Menso Rei, and Rautsa. I fucking don't like these All Japan TV six-man matches. Um, they pretty much feel like how the never six-man belts were booked before Chaos took them over about over a year ago. Just inconsequential. You, they're never a good match. You kind of just, okay, I'll watch this, sure. In the semi-main event, Kenta Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi defeated Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato. Three and a half stars for me. I loved the exchanges between Tamura and Miyahara in this match. Um, I'm a big Tan Tamura guy. I'm a big Hikaru Sato guy. Let's go Evolution. However, most interestingly after this match, I got to say, um, Miyahara enters pretty delayed after Aoyagi, but they still come out to his music. And after the match, Miyahara celebrates constantly without Aoyagi, and Aoyagi keeps making the ref lift his hand up. So could we be seeing next stream implode again? I would love to see that because I fucking love Miyahara versus Yuma Aoyagi matches. I think they're some of the best in the company. Marvelous held a singles match, or held a single match show at Shinkiba first ring. This is going to be a little bit because we're going to get into some of the drama involving Marvelous right now. First off, though, the main event saw Leo Isaka, Rin Katakura, and Takumi Iroha defeating Ai Hutsan, Mio Momono, and Tomoko Watanabe in 26 minutes and 29 seconds. What's notable about this event is that it's their first event since the departure of Mikoto, uh, Mikoto Shindo, Meiho Shizuki, and Hibiki. The fans were upset, and the new system started with this event, which was announced to be a no-show, new no-crowd show due to the spread of the coronavirus. Again, there was only one match between the six marvelous wrestlers. Following the match, each competitor praised the other. It was a very nice moment. The representatives of the competitors, Takumi Iroha, took the microphone and said, and this is roughly translated, but between the last marvelous show and today's show, I apologize to the many fans for their concern. This is the Marvelous now. I have not been able to lead everyone in Marvelous until now. To be honest, coming here today, I was anxious and worried all the time about what to say, and even with all the games and such, I honestly didn't know what to say. And I was confused in my own mind, but I'm able to play a game like this now. Even if it's just one match, I'm able to compete in the Marvelous ring. So from here on, it's the new Marvelous. I will never give up on my dream. I won't let Marvelous go under... I will win the five-star Grand Prix, and I may have a lot of negative things going on right now, but I'm going to leave results behind, so do not worry. I'll be fine as long as I am here. And rather than talking about the past, let me talk about the future. Today, I, Takariyama, did a great job. From now on, I'd like to... I think that's messed up there. Um, no? Okay. Uh... From now on, I'd like to put more effort into training newcomers. The world marvelous means amazing. We don't have any flashy moves, but we will make sure that our newcomers are able to touch the hearts of the audience. We will start from scratch again, so please watch over us. So if you've been waiting to get into Marvelous, they have a Nico TV channel as well, which is great. Um, now's the time, definitely. It's like NXT 2.0, but actually good. Chigusa Nagayo, who is watching over the event, said, It's been a long history of women's wrestling. The beginning of Gaia Japan was tougher. There were still long-established organizations, and then there was FMW and LLPW. In the midst of all of this, when we started with interagency matches, we had nothing to work with. I still remember how we ended up embarrassing ourselves at the Tokyo Dome. Compared to that, I think we have many more chances. It's a clear fact that I gave birth to these girls and made them into professional wrestlers, so I'm going to keep a close eye on them. I really think it's not a bad thing to go out into the rough seas of various places and get tossed around. What happened yesterday is in the past, so I think we should just run towards the future. It's professional wrestling, right? It doesn't have to be this way. I think pro wrestling is a place that's filled with all kinds of changes. It's going to change, but this is pro wrestling. This is the current world of pro wrestling. And that is all the news regarding Marvelous. Dragon Gate. Just so everyone knows, podcasters Open the Voice Gate pointed out that Cosmos Sakamoto is no longer listed as a member of the roster on Dragon Gate's website. I looked it up, and Sakamoto's last match for the company was on August 1st, and his only match since then has been for Glate on September 1st. I'm wondering now if this is going to be a case similar to Hayato Tamura's, where we see a wrestler quietly link themselves to Glate and 
If so, this is not a good reputation that Clayton's building. Cena sucks enough already, so don't want to do contract tampering either. Pro Wrestling Noah. This fucking blew my mind in the craziest news of the week. American independent wrestler Ninja Mac from GCW. Just one of the craziest guys in the American independence if you've never seen him. He did a sunset flip powerbomb off a 20-foot ladder to Dante Leon, the cutest person on the independence. Um, it was fucking incredible. So Ninja Mac revealed on the Juice Pro Wrestling podcast that he was actually scheduled to travel to Japan in June to compete for Pro Wrestling Noah for 12 weeks. Max said that he doesn't have an official start date as of now, but hopes to be in Noah by the end of the year. That would be pretty cool. I'm all for that. Michinoku Pro held a 31 anniversary, 31 year anniversary event for the Great Sasuke at Karakun Hall. The results saw Ryu Hiugaji, Yapperman 1 and Yapperman 2 defeating Ayumi Gunji, Koji, Kawamura, and Musashi. Pretty Ota defeated Brahmin Kai and Brahmin Shu and Manjumaro and Rase and Taira, uh, Taira Osuga, Ogasawara and Taro Nahashi. That match was only 5 minutes and 40 seconds, folks. And in the main event, Kai and Tai DX, the team of Dick Togo, Men's um, Teio, and Takamichinoku, uh, went to a with Jinsei Shinzaki, Super Delphin, and the Great Sasuke went to a no contest because that's what you want on a 31 year anniversary show. Saturday, September 11th, Ice Ribbon held their one uh, one one. Uh, it's 1,144th event, but it just sounds weird. Anyway, this is the opening round of the Wrestle Arena League Queen of 10 Minutes Tournament. Basically, it's a round robin tournament. 16 competitors split into four groups. Group A. Muka Hoshi, Akane Fujita, Suzu Suzuki, and Bani Okaiwa. Group B, Mochi Miyagi, Maika Ozaki, Thekla, and Yapi. Group C, Risa Sara, Mayo Yukihi, Ibuki Hoshi, and Asahi. Group D, Sukasa Fujimoto, Sukushi, Haruka, Totoro, Satsuki, and Yuki Mashiro. So you can see there's a blend of main eventers and undercard people, sort of new, newish people, right? Um, but each group seems to be highlighted by a really good match. Fujita versus Suzuki, Miyagi versus Ozaki, Sarah versus Yukihi, and especially Fujimoto versus Haruka. As for the tournament itself, two points for a win, one for a draw, zero for a loss. In the event of a tie within the block, the winner will be decided in a 10-minute elimination match. If there's a draw, the one with the least experience will go through, favoring the newcomer. The final will be between the four-block winners, and match conditions are as yet undecided. The four-block winners will each pocket 100,000 yen, and the overall winner of the tournament will, sna will snag a cool 300,000 yen. I'm always skeptical of people winning money in wrestling because I'm like, it's predetermined, right? Anyway, in a D-block match, Sakushi Haruka defeated Yuki Mashiro. Brisa Sara and C-block defeated Asahi. Um... So Haruka versus Mashiro 2.25. My goodness, excuse me, my apologies. Sarah versus Asahi 1.75. I did not like this match. Um, in a six-man match, Ibuki Yoshi, Maya Yukihi, and Suzu Suzuki defeated Totoro Satsuki, Sukasa Fujimoto, and Yappi. Did not get to check that one out. And then for the um, main event, Thekla defeated Mochi Miyagi. Uh, in 6 minutes and 13 seconds. I thought this was one was alright. 2.75 stars. Overall, not a great event. I think that if you're going to tune in for this one, it is available on the Ice Ribbon Nico TV channel for members. Only $5 a month. BJW Marvelous. Uh, regular Nico TV with all the independents. Ice Ribbon. It's a great service. Uh, it's 20 bucks a month. I pay for four different channels and I get endless events pretty much to watch. Yeah, check out the the highlight matches probably heat up continued their road to Todoroki arena with volume 11 of their dojo match series daichi sato shin suzuki went to a five minute time limit draw white moriyama defeated raimi um raimu imai tetsuya Itsuchi defeated raito shimitsu by knockout and tamura defeated shin suzuki in the main event act res girls a uh, little bit of background on the company, because I don't think we've talked about them yet. The company was founded in 2015, with the initial name of the company being unclear, with beginning being an alternate name. 
The promotion's roster is made up of Japanese idols and former stardom wrestlers. The concept is similar to JD Star's Athres concept, meaning that the, the women are actresses as well as wrestlers and athletes. They held a Colors branded event at Chinkiba First Ring to an audience of 130, so they have two brands, Colors and Beginnings. Um, the f events uh, saw Sakura Benita and Tei Hanma defeating Ayano Iri and Misa Matsui. Makoto defeated Mi. Hikaru Shimitsu defeated Kuishinbo Kamen. Itsuki, Aoki, and Mari defeated Yuko, Sakurai, and Yuna Mitsumori. And in a colors title match, Saki defeated Momo Kogo and Rina Amakura. 178 days she's held the title now. Four defenses since beating Mii for the title on March 17th, 2021. I believe the Colors title is just a title that's defended only on Colors shows. It's pretty cool. So Saki right now is your Colors champion and your Actress Girls champion as well. There was a freelance show for the Hamamatsu Charity Pro Wrestling event. It was supposedly broadcasted on YouTube, but I couldn't find shit. The show is notable for being headlined by a six-man tag team match with Jaguar Yokota, Misato Tanaka, and Yumi Oka from Ozaki-gun taking on Kyoko Inoue, Mari Manji, and Yuko Miyamoto. It's pretty badass. Anyone can find a link for it. Please send it my way. Dragon Gate held its fifth Stormgate show in Edion Arena, Osaka number two. Full results saw Funky Jack Kamei and Problem Dragon defeating Hoho Lun and Takashi Yoshida. Straw Machine F, G, and J, and K defeated Genki Horaguchi, King Shimitsu, Susumu Yokosuka, and UT. Man, since Casey's fucking ankle injury, natural vibes just can't catch a break. Naruki Doi and Ultimo Dragon defeated BB Hulk and Diamante via disqualification. Go figure it a red match and in DQ. Kai and Kaito Ishida defeated Dragon Kid and Kagatora. Dian Fano, Ita Hayo defeated Dra or, <laughs> versus Dragon Dia, La Estrella, and Shun Skywalker went to a double countout. In the semi-main, Ben K and Yamato defeated Jason Lee and Kota Minora. I gotta check this match out. And for the vacant Open the Brave Gate Championship, SP Kento defeated Keisuke Okuda. I still don't understand any of this fucking booking, the Brave Gate title. For those of you who aren't aware, uh, Keisuke Okuda had a pretty great run with the title. Really good defenses against people like Kaito Ishida. Um, and then at Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival on night one, he lost the title to Genki Horiguchi. On night two, Horiguchi lost the title to Kagatora. That same week, Kagatora lost the title to SP Kento, and then SP Kento and Okuda fought for the title, which ended in like a double countout or a no contest, vacating the title only for SP Kento to once win again, once to win the title once again. For every Kota Minora push, there's obviously a fucking junior, um, a Brave Gate title booking. Also, it's not the junior title. Everyone in Dragon Gate's pretty much a junior. It's your up and coming title. Let's call it that. But still, confusing idiotic and a million other things big japan pro wrestling held two shows in yokohama radiant hall the afternoon show saw yuki ishikawa defeating kosuke sato daisuke sakamoto and takuya namura defeating katsumasa yoshida and yuji okabayashi jackie numazawa and reiji ito defeated drew parker and masaki morahiro gotta love how big japan books for their young guys Kazuki Hashimoto and Kohei Sato defeated Akira Hyodo and Hideyoshi Kamatani. Kota Sakafuda and Onryo defeated Kenkuro Hoshino and Nobuhiro Shimatani. And the main event, Katsumi Kakuda and Yuya Aoki defeated Hiroyuki Suzuki and Takuho Kato. The evening show saw Takumi Baba defeating Yunya Matsunaga. Hiroki Suzuki and Takuo Hakato defeated Yusa, Yusaku Ito and Yuya Aoki. Akira Hyodo and Kankuro Hoshino, one of the great tag teams, G-Shock 1010, defeated Masaki Morihiro and Unrio. Drew Parker and Nobuhiro Shimatani defeated Jackie Himazawa and Ryuji Ito. Seriously, Drew Parker needs to go to freedoms. Since he dropped the belt to Yuko Miyamoto, there's just no reason he needs to be in Big Japan anymore. He can wrestle in front of larger crowds, probably get fucking paid better, have more high-profile matches, and he doesn't have to fucking wrestle Jackie Numazawa anymore. Katsumi Kakuda and Yuki Ishikawa defeated Katsumasa Yoshida and Yuji Okabayashi. Genta Hiriki, Satsuke Nagayo, Shoki Kitamura, and Takafumi defeated Kazuki Hashimoto, Kosuke Sato, Kota Sekafuda, and Takuya Nomura. And in the main event, Daichi Hashimoto and Hideyoshi Kamatani 
defeated Abdullah Kobayashi and Daisuke Sakamoto. Now then, FMWE. Akane Fujita was pulled from the show due to being in close contact with someone who has COVID-19. Thakla has advanced in the FMWE Women's Deathmatch Tournament as a result of forfeit. Really bummed. I felt like Fujita was going to win that and get pretty far in the tournament, especially after her great trio uh, trio of matches with Risa Sarah over the past year. Bummer. Tokyo Joshi Pro held their Live With Your Time show at Ryagoku KFC Hall with an audience of 202. Yuka Sakazaki defeated Kaya Torabami. Hyper Masao and Yuki Kamafuku defeated Mitsuki. And Mo- uh, Moka Miyamoto, Miyu Watanabe, and Yuki Arai defeated Arisu Endo and Shoko Nakajima. Hikaru Noah and Palm Harajuku defeated Raku and Tsutsume. Maki Ito defeated Nodaka Tenma. Niobashikugun, also known as Sakisama, Saki Akai from DDT, and Mesa Michelle, Mesuruga from Gato Move. The tag team champions of Tokyo Joshi Pro as well defeated the team of Haruna Neko and now Kakuda. In a great main event, 3.7 stars for me, Miyu Yamashita defeated Yuki Aino. Just, I know, just an incredible fucking match, really. Um, probably the best match I've seen from Aino so far. Yamashita is always remarkable. Just really solid wrestling all around. Basara held their 167 and 168 shows at Basement Monstar. During the day, 167 saw Takumi Sukamoto defeating Transam Hiroshi in a jacket match. I have no clue what that means, but it's a jacket match, and he won in a minute and 18 seconds. Um, Daiki Shimamura and Fuminori Abe defeated Daichi Katsado and Yusuke Kubo. Speed of Sounds defeated Sparky. Union Pro Max title next challenger decision league match. So that's a new round-robin tournament from Basara. Masato Kamino defeated Takato Nakano. And in another um, Challengers Decision League match, Fuma defeated Isamu Kadaka. At night, Transam Hiroshi defeated Banana Senga by referee's decision in a jacket match once again. If anyone knows what a jacket match is, please let me know, or I'll just check it out once these shows release. Saget defeated Daiki Shimamura and Sutomu um, Usugi. Fuminori Abe, Takumi Sukamoto, and Yasu Uranu defeated Iron Priest, the team of Fuma and Yusuke Kubo and Daichi Katsudo. And then in more Decision League matches, Isami Kodaka defeated Masato Kamino and Ryota Nakatsu defeated Takedo Nakano. Stardom held their 11th five-star Grand Prix show at Shinjuku Sumitomo Hall to an audience of 303. <laughs> 303 shouts out. Natsupoi defeats Rina. Koguma defeats Lady C. Tam Nakano defeats Waka Sukiyama. Suri defeats Mei Sakurai. They're basically doing the seven-match trial series with Sukiyama and Sakurai right now. I'm not watching them. B-Block saw Fukigen Death defeat Mayui Watani by DQ. One and a half stars. A-Block saw Utami Hayashita defeat Azumi. Three and a half stars. A-Block, Sayakamatani and Takumi Aroha went to a double countout. 3.25 stars. This match was getting to a great territory. But the double countout was just so obvious, so telegraphed, and it was poorly executed. And I am probably the best match of the tournament besides Siri versus Micah. Hemeka, Hemeka defeated Momo Tanabe in 16 minutes, four and a half stars for me. Also, Julia has pulled out from the tournament as, as, as of September 9th due to an injury. Big bummer. Julia was a favorite to win. I guess we will see what happens now. Her removal makes it a bit more interesting in terms of the playing field, but still never good to hear that. Wish her a speedy recovery. Siri and her are great tag team champions. Hopefully we can get the goddesses back. And finally, Sunday, September 12th, Pro Wrestling Noah began its N1 victory in Karakun Hall. I have a lot to say about this shit. Um, Alea, how... Tadisuke defeated Junta Miyawaki, Kai Fujimura, and Yasutaka Yano. In the D block, Kazuki Fujita defeated Masa Kitamiya, 3.25 stars. I thought the spot where Kitamiya had Fujita and his submission finisher went entirely too long, and that's what kept this match from becoming something much better. Um, I'm a sucker for both these guys, so this rating is probably higher than anyone else will give it. Rightfully so, probably. I am biased, so... Yeah. K 
Kendo Cashin defeats Kenno. Why the fuck would that ever happen? I don't know. Via roll-up. Just a terrible, terrible decision all around. Itsushi Katoge and Hajime Ohara defeated Seki Yoshioka and Yuya Susumu for the GHC Junior Tag Team Championships. I'll get into this a little bit later. Um, oh, Kendo Cashin versus Kenno, two stars. The Junior Tag Match, 3.25 stars. And C-Block, Masato Tanaka defeated Katsuhika Nakajima, four stars. Great match between these two. I feel like they couldn't have a bad one. And then in A-Block, Keiji Muto and Takashi Sugiura. My wrestler of the year, mind you, went to a 30-minute time limit draw. I gave this match one fucking star. And that's just because Sugiura was there. And none of this match is on Sugiura. Keiji Muto spent 24 minutes on the mat. He spent six minutes on his fucking feet in this match. This man is almost 59 years old. He does not need to be wrestling. He cannot stand. He cannot hit a shining wizard. I do not care how great the legacy of Keiji Muto is. This triple crown guy, all Japan. Sure, he got the triple crown in all Japan. He got the IWGP in New Japan. Who gives a fuck about his GHC run? Who is going to remember that fondly in the slightest? He basically just beat two of the top up-and-comers fucking killed their pushes, especially after Kitamiya goes <laughs> headbutts Sugiura in a submission. Like, I refuse to believe that Sugiura cannot beat the living shit out of Keiji Muto. This is one of the worst matches of the year. Shows you that anyone can have a bad match, especially Keiji fucking Muto. I hate this guy. This is, without a doubt, the worst wrestler of the year. Anyway, following the junior tag titles match, Nasawa Rongai came to the ring and challenged um, Katogi and Ohara for the titles on behalf of himself and Ita from Dragon Gate. The match, which will be the champions' first defense of the titles, will take place at Noah's show on October 10th in Adeon Arena, Osaka. Before then, Ita will face Katogi in a singles match at Noah's show on October 3rd in Crockin Hall. I'm pretty excited for that. I don't know if it's their first ever matchup in a singles match, but that should be really good. I don't know what's happening with the Noah Jr. division. That's what I wanted to talk about. Um, in the January, right, the Budokan, February, you have Daisuke Hirata dropping the belt to Seki Yoshioka. Felt like a long time coming. Remarkable match. Hirata had a great, great lengthy run with the title. Next Defense. Yoshioka drops in his first defense to Katoge. Katoge, I think, who did he defend against? Katoge defended against. Maybe he lost in his first one as well to Hayata. That sucked. Then Hayata faced Yohei. Then Hayata faced Kataro Suzuki. Who gives a fuck about Hayata? And then that's not to mention the junior tag titles. Like those have been flip flopped. Four or five times in the past year, it really feels like they have no clear trajectory right now for the junior division because it's so polluted and convoluted. And it doesn't seem to be any sort of ideas or end game in place. Like it's really just them throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks and what doesn't and seemingly constantly trying to revise what they're doing. But it's not on the drawing board. It's actively in front of the audience. And as of right now, I think the NOAA junior division is... One of the most stacked, certainly more than New Japan. All Japan is pretty good, but I actually think Noah's junior division is probably the best in terms of roster size and talent. Harada, Katoge, Yoshioka, Suzuki. There's a lot of people in here that are really good, but nothing seems to fucking mean anything right now. And that is frustrating, especially after Katoge did this big speech, you know, where he, there was that number one contenders battle royale and everyone was, you know, he was, I'm going to fight everyone. And then nothing fucking happens. Like, who cares? Anyway, DDT held a show in Fukuoka. The results saw Akito defeating Yuki Ueno and Yuki Onaya. Mekamami, Pokatan, and Yoshihiko making their return. Defeated Antonio Honda. Yoshihiko's a fucking blow-up doll, by the way. But also one of the best wrestlers you'll ever see. Defeated Antonio Honda, Senshiro Takagi, and Toru Awashi. Daisuke Sasaki, Soma Takao, Tetsuya Endo, and Yuji Hino defeated Chris Brooks, Katsusada Higuchi, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Yuya Kuroku. One, I would love to see Chris Brooks formally join up with Eruption. I think he's a great um, uh, teammate here and there with Higuchi and Sakaguchi. Also, what the fuck was the point of the Dramatic Survivor event? If you don't remember, the Dramatic Survivor event was a four-faction event. Um, single elimination tournament 
where the losers of the tournament had to disband. That was two weeks ago, and Damnation is still teaming together. All four members just without the name Damnation. This reminds me of when Tenzon and Great Okan had that match for the right to the Mongolian Chop. And after that, Tenzon just started using him again, and there was no repercussion. Shit's whack. Doesn't make sense. I'm not a fan of that booking. Trivializes the things that we invest our time in. It's not appreciated. Shinya Aoki defeated Katsuki Hirata in the DDT Extreme Championship match. It was his second defense. Uh, I did not care for this match. I honestly cannot tell you what even happened in this match. Hiroshima Mao, Naomi Yoshimura, and Yuto Ajima defeated Azul Dragon, Hideki Okatani, Jun Akiyama, and Yusuke Okada. And then in the main event, Konosuke Takeshita and Shimakatsumata successfully defended the KOD Tag Team titles for the second time against Shoko Dino and Yuki Ino. This was a very funny match. Exactly what you expect from a Dan Shoko Diano match. Eno fits well with him. Lots of butt stuff, lots of kissing, lots of funny moments. One of the funniest parts, I think, was uh, Katsumata trying to tag out to Takeshita or Takashita, and he's just like, no, I can't go in there. I'm sorry. After the main event, Harashima and Naomi Yoshimura challenged uh, 37 Kamina for the tag titles. The match will take place at DDT show on October 12th in Karakan Hall. That should be a really, really great matchup. Potentially set up Harashima versus Takashita, which could be great. Dragon Gate held their sixth Storm Gate show. BB Hulk, Diamante, and SB Kento defeated Dragon Dia, La Estrella, and Shun Skywalker. King Shimitsu and UT defeated Don Fuji and Yosuke Santa Maria. Naruki Doi punched Taminaga, and Takashi Yoshida defeated Ryo Saito, Ultima Dragon, and Yasushi Kanda. Jason Lee and Kota Minora defeated Funky Jack Kamei and Susumu Yokosuka. And in the main event, Ben K, Dragon Kid, Keisuke Okuda, and Yamato defeated Aita, Hayo, Kai, and Kaito Ishida. Okuda missed the show due to a minor right elbow injury. He sustained the injury during the Brave Gate title match with SB Kento. FMWE held a show at the Surumi Fruit and Vegetable Market, their original place with the Great Explosion match. From 4th of July, where you just straight up couldn't see shit. It was just like an entire wall of smoke with random explosions going off in it. Awesome stuff. Anyway, the event saw Naoshi, Sano, Takumi, Sakurai, and Yuichi Tanaguchi defeat Monster Leather, Mr. Atomic, and Toshia Kawarai. Raijin Yaguchi wins the Battle Royale. Miss Mongolia defeated Anne Chamu um, to advance in the Women's Deathmatch Tournament. Abdullah Kobayashi and Risa Sara defeated Isami Kodaka and Suzu Suzuki in a death match. I want to see this one. I need to see this one. Hopefully I can find a copy soon. And in the main event, it's Sushi Onita got his revenge against Shadow WX winning in a death match. Abdullah Kobayashi and Shadow WX will team to face at Sushi Onita in a mystery partner at FMWE's show on October 24th. Um, I was incredibly excited for FMWE. This promotion sucks. Man, like... Too little, too late. The most interesting thing by far is the women's deathmatch tournament. But Onita just... It's like Mudo, right? You don't need to see it. Just put your name on the on the fucking explosion match and have these young guys go. I would love to see a Drew Parker versus Yuki Ishikawa explosion match. There's so many people you can pull from. And we don't need to see goddamn Shadow WX, the old guard of BJW and Onita wrestling in these events. BJW and 2AW held a joint show in 2AW Square to an audience of only 60 people. Just Big Japan is not doing well right now. And it will be interesting to see where they are in five years. Hell, two years from now, um, if they are. Ayato Yoshida, Katara Yoshino, and Tank Nagai defeated Akira Hyoto, Katsumasa Yoshida, and Takuo Kaito. Kaiji Tomato, <laughs> love him. Tatsuhiko Yoshino defeated Kankuro Hoshino and Rina Shingaki. Ayumu Honda defeated Kosuke Sato, Hideyoshi Kamatani, Jackie Numazawa, and Yuki Ishikawa. Defeated Andrew King Takuma, Nakashuma, and Taylor Adams. Kazuki Hashimoto and, Okabai and Yuji Okabayashi defeated Kengo Mashimo and Kunio Toshima. And in the main event, Daichi Hashimoto and Taishi Takazawa defeated Tetsuya Hanami and Yuya Aoki in 25 minutes. So maybe I will check out that main event. 
Gato Move held their Choco Pro 153 event. Chan Shiria defeats Sawas Di Kaman. Best Bros defeat Masahiro Takanashi and Tokiko Kirahara. And in the main event, Yuna Mitsumoro defeats Chi Koishikawa. Koishikawa. Oz Academy held their one shot, one kill event in Shinjuku Face. 255 people there, which is a hell of an impress- impressive attendance. Beat Starred and Beast All Japan. I mean, companies like Freedoms and Oz Academy, granted they don't run as many shows, but these companies have been killing it attendance wise this year with their gates. Aja Kong defeats Itsuki Aoki and Tsubasa Kuragaki. Rina Yamashita defeats Kaori Yonayama. Mission K4 Akino Kikuri Sekaguchi and Sunako Kato defeat Ozaki Gun. Maya Yukihi, Mayumi Ozaki, and, a, and Yumi Oka in a captain's fall match. So I believe that only captains could gain pinfalls in this match. So first, Ozaki pins Akino at 17 minutes. Ozaki then pins Kaito at 18.30 minutes. And after, Sekaguchi pins Mayumi Ozaki to win the match. Not sure what Oka or Yukihi did in that match. And in the main event, Yu defeated Sayori Anou um, to become the new number one contender for the Oz Academy Openweight title. We'll get into it later, but Yu is on a hell of a streak right now. Um, actually, no, we talked about it last week, but Yu's presumably the number one contender for the Seedling Beyond the Sea title as well after pinning Mitsunami in a tag match from Shinkiba last week. So... Use position for two top titles in two different companies, so that's a hell of a fall that they're having. Pure J held their fight together event at Itabashi Green Hall to an audience of 74. Um, Momotani and Raiden Hagani defeated Chi um, Otsura and Kriya. Makoto defeated Akari. Chikayo Nagashima and Hanako Nakamori went to a time limit draw. And for the Daily Sports Tag Team titles, which originated in uh, JPW, which is Japan Women Pro Wrestling Project, um, the promotion ran from 1992 to 2017, and the title came over here after. Cherry and Leon defeated Kaori Yonayama and Kazuki, defending their titles once again. Leon, of course, is a double champ, as they are also the Pure J title, or a champion. All Japan held another show in Fukuoka to an audience of 330. Shitaro Ashino defeated Rei Saito, two and a half stars. Fuminori Abe and Francesco Akira defeated Hikaru Sato and Ryoma Tsukamoto. Good match, three and a half stars. Takayo Mori defeated Jun Saito, two and a half stars. And another goddamn All Japan TV six-man tag title match. Karvalito, Saigo Tachibani, and Yoshitatsu defeated Black Menso Rei, El Brave, and Koji Nitsumi. Itsunagi and, uh, two stars. Itsunagi and Zeus defeated Dan Tamura and Suwama, 3.25 stars. And in the main event, Tsuki Aoyagi, Kento Miyahara, and Yuma Aoyagi defeated Hokuto Omori, Jake Lee, and Tajiri, 2.75 stars. Omori announced backstage after the uh, event that he will compete in the upcoming Real World Tag League. It will be the first time he's participated since 2018. We are nearing the end. Three shows left, folks. Diana held a show at the Diana Dojo, Pro Wrestling Diana. It's all about that prince's shit. Kyoko Inoue defeated Rina Amakura. Jaguar Yakota and Madeline. Madeline defeated Deborah Kay and Mari. In the main event, Ayako Sato defeated Haruka Umasaki. Sendai Girls had a show at the Nagoya Naka Sports Center. Ami Miura went to a time limit draw with Kanan. Rin Katakura defeated Ai Hozuan. Mika Iwata and Yura Yurkia defeated Andres Miyagi and Hibiki via DQ. And in the main event, Chihiro Hashimoto and Hiroyo Matsumoto defeated Minami and Ryo Mitsunami. This is a match to probably check out. And finally, Stardom held their 12th five-star Grand Prix show in Sendai at the Sendai Pit to an audience of 234. The show saw Utami Hayashishida defeating Lady C, Mina Shirakawa defeating Waka Tsukiyama, and Natsupoi defeating Mei Sakurai. In five-star Grand Prix news, Takumi Roha defeats Ruaka. Momo Watanabe defeated Kaguma. Tam Nakano defeated Zumi. Suri defeated Unaki Sayaka. And in the main event, Sayakamatani defeated Micah. What's nice about all these matches being put on one show, it doesn't seem like anything's going egregiously long. Uh, the longest match from that show is 12 minutes. I have not gotten to see this one yet, as it has not been uploaded onto Stardom World yet. But I will check it out, maybe talk about it next week. As of now, the standings are Blue Stars, A Block, Sayakamatani, 9 points, 
Konami and Tam Nakano, eight points. Maika, Suri, Utami, and Takumi Aroha, seven points. Unagi, five points. Itsumi, two points. Raka, zero points. And in Red Stars, B Block, Momo Watanabe, 10 points. Mind you about this block, though, that some of these people already have points because Julia is out of the tournament. So Momo, 10 points. Hameka, 8 points. Starlight Kid and Natsupoi, 7 points. Fukigen Death and Mayu Iwatani, 6 points. Mina Shirakawa and Koguma, 4 points. And Saki Kashima, 2 points. As always, there's a whole lot of tournament left. I think like 3 or 4 shows. So we'll see what happens. I am hoping for Momo 5-star finale. I do have Konami and Starlight Kid, though, so I might be fucked. I'm already fucked in my bracket. Who am I kidding? Anyway, good God, that concludes today's episode. That was a lot longer than I was thinking. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you're enjoying the length. Thank you again, everyone, for the opportunity. I, I truly, truly love talking about wrestling. Follow me on Twitter at Aniello. That's with five O's. A-N-I-E-L-L-O-O-O-O-O. And on that note, hope you're enjoying the light wherever you are, whatever it is. Until next time, this was Burning Fight. Fight.